There goes that man's jock strap. <laughs> oh my god, did you see that? <laughs> America's team? Yeah, right. Oh, baby, it's a big day in sports. There's nothing like battling it out with your teammates all season long to go win a championship. Green Bay's got it this year. Huge move for him. I think it's going to be a game changer. We have a lot to talk about this busy week in the sports world. Welcome to the In a League of Their Own podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to today's NBA segment, uh, kind of diving into it right away here. One of the trending things, obviously it's always trending when somebody does something on the court that makes them miss time. Um, there's the people who say he deserves more, he deserves less. There's always two sides to the coin. In this case, kind of hits close to home to us with our Milwaukee Bucks. Grayson Allen uh, served a game, a one-game suspension in last night's loss to the Cavs. He will rejoin them in their game against uh, New York on uh, Friday. He re- received a flagrant two foul during the game. Uh, basically, Alex Caruso was making a play to the basket. He went up, obviously bang, bang play. When you slow it down in slow motion, go frame by frame, it looks really bad. But these are full-grown-ass men playing physical basketball. So you play it in real time. It just looks like contact at the rim. Nonetheless, uh, Alex Caruso, out six to eight weeks, fractured wrist, just got surgery done on it. Um, kind of one of the things that I've seen, and I'll kind of pick your brain at it with, with it here to see what, what you kind of think about it. Um, there was one, I can't remember what the name of the podcast was. I can picture her face, so I can't remember her name. She's basically hasn't liked Grayson Allen since his time as Duke, hasn't liked him as a player, yada, yada, yada. Said that he deserves, and I mean, really for any player going forward, if you knock a player out with an injury for X amount of time, that your suspension should last however long that that person is off the court with their injury. Does that seem really extreme to you? Because to me, it kind of does. What, what, what's, what's your kind of take on that? Yeah, that absolutely seems bonkers that that's even thought of. Like, I get, like, the only case that I could see somebody, no, I take that back. Even if he were to physically hurt somebody on purpose and do, it's part of the game, you sign up for it, you're getting paid money to do it. You're fully aware of the risks every time that you're out there that that could happen. I feel like, no, I feel like there, what is the longest like suspension, I guess, for what well, is the longest suspension in the NBA? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that every case is different. I've seen one game, I've seen two games, I think I've seen up to four games. I don't think there's really like a t- like if you fall into this tier, you get suspended for this long kind of thing. So the longest one is 68 games. Latrell Sprewell. Don't even remember what he did. Oh, just yeah. kidding. Ron, Ron Artest, 86, when he fought fought the fan in the stands. Um. Fuck, what's the name of it? What it, Malice at the Pal? No. Yeah. 
Was it the Malice at the Palace? Yeah. Where the full-on fight and you went up into the... Yeah. 86 games. Um, Obviously, that's fighting people, causing assault charges, get arrested. That's not playing a basketball game, physical or competitive. I feel like Max... If you could prove that somebody did it like literally on purpose, I guess you can maybe give him like a five game suspension. But six to eight weeks, the length of the injury, that's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And Kevin, we were talking about this last night. You brought up a good point too. You make contact with a guy, he tears his ACL, he's out for a full year. So now what? You have to sit out a full year because you yeah, accidentally pushed the guy in the back and he fucking tore both of his knees. Like, how is that my fault? Yeah. Or even what uh, that happened earlier this year was Nikola Jokic and I, can't, I think it was Markeith Morris. Is Marcus and Markeith? Yeah, when he like, pushed him in the back and shoved him, him the down. Back. He still missed time. I think when I look at the injury report, it says whiplash next to his name and he's still out now and then. So he, like, so applying this to that case, Nikola Jokic would not have stepped on the court since then. <laughs> like, and that imagine that Nuggets team without Nikola Jokic, they'd be not even a, a sniff in the or like uh, in the top. I don't know where they are. I know they're in a playoff a playoff position, but yeah, they wouldn't be the same team without him. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I remember Grayson Allen cut like handful of times at Duke where he was. Uh, that gritty guy kind of like cheap shots now and then like, so they're kind of, they're trying to bring that back up and say, Oh, because he has this track record. This is his first instance in the NBA that I think that I, I can recall. And I mean, again, whether it's intentional or not, obviously he's going to de- deny that it was intentional till the day he dies. Um, or at least until he's done when it doesn't matter anymore. But again, you can't prove that the like professional sports is such a fast paced thing. Um, I don't know. I like, I'm, I'm in your boat as far as it being way out there. Uh, all these guys should, should sit out for however long they put the other person out with their injury. That's just, that's just unreal. That's because of the case, like, where do you draw the line of, a guy has a career-ending injury by your hands. So what? You have to hang up your career then? Like, that just makes no sense. Yeah. And technically, the longest suspension, not get cause, was O.J. Mayo from the Bucks. 164 games. For what? Trying to find it. That's two Literally, seasons. Trying to find it. One second. OJ Mayo. Why does that name sound familiar? Like, as soon as you say it, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, I forgot he did that. <sighs> PEDs. Oh. He huh. got suspended in 2011 for 10 games after he tested positive. That's your first strike, July first, twenty sixteen. Got popped again. Two years us. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. 
He's eligible to apply for reinstatement in two years. I feel like he's old by this point, though. Yeah, he was born in 87. So he'd be... 34. Yeah. So he'd he'd be 36 when he can come back. (laughs) Looks like he's been playing over in China. He's been playing in the Pro League over in China for the, the owning Flying Leopards. (laughs) <laughs> that's what team he was on last year huh present UNICS let me find out Czech he's in the Czech league Crevenda Crevenda Zvenda is the team name <laughs> C-R-V-E-N-A Z-V-E-Z-D-A Crevenda Zvenda but yeah, that's where he's playing at right now. Mm. <clears throat> and then yeah, um, sticking with the Bucks here, Giannis and Steph right now both have plus. I think it was three eighty odds to win MVP. Who do you think is the most deserving of winning that award? I'm a, I think it should be Giannis just because he's been the most even keel all season. Um, Durant was in the conversation. He was out. He's out with it was his MCL sprain um, missing time had yeah 40 50 point games now and then but didn't do that consistently every night. Curry started out the season on a high Warriors offense best offense in the league at one point. And then he goes cold Giannis you know what you're going to get out of Giannis every night. A double-double, triple-double, 20 to 35 points. He's the mo- one of the most consistent guys. And, again, definition of MVP, most valuable player to your team. The Warriors have won games without Curry. The Nets have won games without Durant. Can the Bucks win games without Giannis? Um, and I guess a player that I forgot – who has even better? Joel Embiid actually has the best odds. Oh really? What I yeah. He is he's plus two seventy five. Giannis is plus three. Steph plus four. And Nikola Jokic is plus four. Then the next closest is John Morant at plus sixteen hundred. And that's as of yesterday's yesterday's odds. Hmm. Yeah, I forgot Embiid. Because the 76 so are having a they're having kind of a quiet season as far oh, as and without Ben Simmons, you know, obviously being there in the lineup. Yeah. They they start I feel like the 76ers were at the bottom in the beginning. Like they sucked. Yeah. And they now were, they've been yeah. coming along. Right now they're in the sixth spot, which yeah, six as far as a decent ways away from one. But as you're talking about how close it is, they're only two and a half games back. Um, yeah, they've won seven. They're on a two-game win streak, seven of their last ten, which is better than the Bucks, Nets, 76 or uh Cavaliers and Bulls as far as their the stretch of the last 10 games. So um yeah, I forgot about him. And again, 
definition of MVP. They don't have Ben Simmons. They, you take Joel Embiid out of that equation, they're irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with you on that. I totally forgot that he was even in there because of obviously where we live, all buck, a lot of the Bucks media is what we hear. NBA, ESPN major news sites only cover the real top teams. 76ers are a quiet, not really talked about yeah. team at all. And then you go and look and say, yeah, definitely you take him off that squad and they're dead last. Yeah. So yeah, Joel Embiid definitely. I'd say I'd be. I even, you mentioned Steph and Giannis. I almost removed Steph from the conversation at this point, and it's between Embiid. I mean, the odds even the odds are Embiid, Giannis, and then Steph. Um, and like I said, Clay's back. They're gonna get Draymond back. Eventually, they're gonna get James Wiseman back. Like they got a lot of guys that are gonna take the ball out of Steph's hands. If you're the 76ers and the Bucks, you you can't take the ball out of Giannis's or Embiid's hands. You need their production night after night. So I think it's going to be one of them too. A dark horse to watch though. And, and we we talked about them. And as soon as you talked about them, they went on a huge run. The Grizzlies, John Morant. If Morant can, like a month ago, dude was playing unbelievable basketball. Um, if he can kind of get back to that, I think he inserts himself into this conversation as well, especially if they can continue to climb the ranks in the West. Yeah, he's in that fifth spot at plus 1,600. And I guess you should, a couple of people on the outside still who aren't the longest odds, DeMar DeRozan, LeBron James at plus 3,000, KD plus four, D-Book plus 7,000. Obviously, Suns are more of a collective team. There's not really mm-hmm. an MVP. You could take anybody off that team. They're still going to function just as well. Um, but LeBron, though, I feel like if he can continue to do what he does, what he's doing this year, this late in his career, if he gets them into the postseason, I think he's the MVP. That's my dark horse. Yeah. LeBron. But they gotta they gotta make it there first. I mean, yep, yep. It's not gonna in, be easy. They're sitting in that ninth spot right now. Incredible. They're sitting in that ninth spot right now, which would put them in the play-in. Um, and they play seventy sixers tonight, I believe. Yep, at six thirty. And then a team a team that's right on their heels, kind of making a comeback. Portland Trailblazers. Um, after kind of being dead in the water, they're starting to come back a little bit here. They sit in that tenth spot. And then the Pelicans, Pelicans who sat dead last at one point, they're only a game and a half out of the playing tournament. They're starting to make a comeback. And they have yet to get Zion. Yeah, they have yet to get Zion back. So I mean, Portland, Portland and uh New Orleans are two the two teams right behind uh the Lakers that could knock them out of the play in and out of the playoffs. And both are starting to kind of figure their shit out, get healthy, things like that. Um yeah, and the teams ahead of the Lakers, Clippers, Minnesota, the two teams that they'd have to worry about in the play-in. Clippers, Paul George, when he gets back healthy, when they get Kawhi back, and then Minnesota, a team that pushes the pace really well. Um, I mean, uh, Anthony Towns, dude. Yeah, and then Anthony Edwards, their team that – one of the fastest-paced teams in the league. They shoot the three ball really well. Yeah. And they're good. 
yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with them. And then a shocking team that's up in the top to me is Dallas. The Mavs. Yeah. Well, it's just because of their defense. Their offense, only 105 points a game. That's not good. But their defense only gives up 103. So you keep that plus that plus minus in the green. You're out, you're you're always going to be a relevant team in the NBA. But yeah, it's their defense that's held them in games, with the exception of uh two games ago when the Warriors kind of had their word back game. What they lost 130 to 92. Are so, they the top D in the league as far as points per game? Who? Dallas. Are they? No, they're like a they're like they're outside the top five. Warriors are still number one. Warriors are like 101.6 or something. Um I'll pull out right Suns here. actually. Suns are actually number one. Golden State's second. Scoring defense. No. Phoenix is six. Golden State, 106.1. Cleveland is second, 102.2. Dallas is third, 103.3. I was looking at defensive rating. My bad. Not points. Miami's fourth. Knicks, five. Phoenix, six. Boston, seven. Philadelphia, eight. Yeah. The Golden State's last three games, 95.7 given up. Cleveland last three games, 93 points given up average in their last three games. <laughs> Both teams playing amazing. Golden State averaging 99 points at home given up this year, which is best in the league. But, yeah, Dallas third, so they moved up. But, yeah, they're kind of – Nobody's really talking about them just because they don't have a flashy offense. But if you're in the top five defensively, but at the same time, look at New York, the Knicks. The Knicks are fifth, the fifth best offense. Where are they? They're not even, yeah, they're not, they won't even be in the plane right now. They're in the 11th spot because their offense is not, not even worth mentioning. Because you kind of see that cutoff looking at the plus minus to where Toronto is the last team in the East with a plus minus of 0.7. Once you get past that, then it's all the teams that um, are out. And it goes to show in the West how like that separation is, is so crazy. Portland uh, and then the Lakers and Clippers all have a minus differential, and they'd all be in the play-in right now. <laughs> Damn. So it goes to show how bad the West is, where you can be a trash team and you're – like Portland, 20, 20 and 28, and they'd be in the play-in right now. Eight games under 500, and they'd have a chance to be in the playoffs. That's just unreal to me. Yeah, and then you go over to the East – and you have to be above 500. Yeah. But yeah, sounds good. Um, that will wrap up today's NBA segments. Head over to our NHL talk where we highlight this year's front runners and who is eyeing up that number one pick.